بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation on the description of salah and we finished discussing <coughs> the first tashahhud and in this uh, also we need to continue uh, the complete tashahhud and in it <coughs> there is the dua Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad Allahumma which means ya Allah O oh Allah and Allah is the one who deserves to be worshipped alone, the true God, who is worshipped out of love, magnification, and longing. Salli ala Muhammad, have salah upon Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. salah here, it is said, that it is the mercy from Allah and it is the istighfar from the angels and from the children of Adam it is the dua and the best meaning of salah upon the Prophet is that which is mentioned by Abu Ali, rahimahullah? It means It is the praise of Allah subhanahu wa taala before the close and companions, and this refers to the angels, the close angels to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in heavens ala Muhammad meaning upon the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then wa ala ali Muhammad ali Muhammad ali Muhammad meaning they are his followers on the deen. Ali Muhammad, meaning his followers on the deen. However, if one says, Ala Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi, then alihi would mean the believers from his relatives then alihi would mean the believers from his relatives so if you say ali muhammad this means his followers on the deen and this includes 
the believers from his relatives and the companions and every one who follows him on his deen. But if you mention the Al with the Ashab وصحبه, then in this case Alihi would be restricted to the believers from his relatives. So Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallayta ala ali Ibrahim meaning as you had bestowed your favor upon ali Ibrahim the followers of Ibrahim then have your favor also upon Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. Wabarik ala Muhammad. Wabarik ala Muhammad. This is a dua. This is an invocation. To have blessings upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the barakah is taken from the Arabic al-birka, which is the pond where water is gathered or pooled. And this refers to abundance and establishment of good and continuity. And this covers the barakah in action and the barakah in what the person leaves behind. As in barakah with respect to the action is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives success to the person give success to the person in his work. As to the barakah in effect, this is where the person leaves behind benefits for people. And there is no doubt that the barakah of the Prophet ﷺ, there is no co-equal to it. Because his followers from the Ummah of Muhammad are the greatest followers of all the prophets and messengers. And because <coughs> of their strive in good, so the blessings are upon the Prophet and upon those who follow him in their works and in their effects. So, وَبَارِكْ عَلَى Muhammad وَعَلَى آلِ Muhammad. As you bestowed blessing كَمَا بَارَكْتَ عَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِنَّكَ حَمِيدٌ مَجِيدٌ حَمِيد 
حميد مجيد so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Hamid meaning he is Hamid and Mahmud Hamid wa Mahmud Hamid li'ibadihi wa awliyaihi he praises his slaves who establish his commands and he is Mahmud He is praised for all the perfect attributes <coughs> he possesses and for the perfect favors he bestows. This is the meaning of Hamid and the meaning of Majid meaning Dhul Majd which means the Adama wa Kamal al-Sultan the one who possesses perfect greatness and perfect authority. This is the meaning of Majid. And now we know the meaning of Hamid and Majid. There are many versions. There are more than one version with respect to this Tashahud and with respect to the Salah upon the Prophet والسلام, that are authentic and as discussed before from the discussion by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah is that the manner to deal with these different versions is to diversify in terms of their mentioning because there are benefits from that is establishing following the sunnah when you work with the various versions also in doing so there is a revival of the sunnah because if you don't work by some you may end up forgetting that Version. The third benefit is that it incites the presence of the heart, lest the matter becomes a habit. So there is also a revival of the heart. Then after the tashahud, the believer seeks refuge in Allah from first the torment of hell يستعيذ من عذاب جهنم seeks refuge in Allah from the torment of hell the torment it causes and hell is the title for the fire which Allah has prepared for the kafirs. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 131. The description of hell 
and fear the fire which is prepared for the disbelievers, the description of hell and of its torment mentioned in the Quran and the authentic Sunnah is something which makes the skin shiver. And concerning hell, we will discuss several matters related to it. First, is it existing now or not? The answer is, it is existing. Because it was presented to the Prophet ﷺ before him while he was performing Salat al-Kusuf, the prayer when the eclipse took place. And similarly, he saw it in the journey of ascension. And the Quran also tells of that, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, أُعِدَّتْ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Prepared for the disbelievers. And prepared that it is already existing. The second angle, is it eternal or is it set for a limited and appointed time? The answer it is, the answer is that hell is eternal. And there is no doubt concerning this because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned its eternity in three places in the Quran. One in Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 168. Inna ladhina kafaru wa those who disbelieve and did wrong, Allah will not forgive them, nor will He guide them to any way, except, next verse 169, except the way of hell, to dwell therein forever. The second place, is in Surah Al-Ahzab 33 verses 64 and 65 33 verses 64 and 65 and has prepared for them a flaming fire hell wherein they will abide forever and they will find neither a wali, a protector, nor a helper. The third is in Surah Al-Jinn. Surah Al-Jinn. In 72, verse 23, قال الله تعالى 
ومن يعص الله ورسوله فإن له نار جهنم خالدين فيها أبدا and whoever disobeys Allah this disobedience here refers to uh, that which takes the person out of Islam and whoever disobeys Allah or is a kafir then his messenger and his messenger then verily for him is the fire of hell he shall dwell in there forever and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had he Allah the most high mentioned this matter in one place then that would be sufficient then how about mentioning it in three places and it is rather strange that a few from the scholars want to conclude that the fire that hell will perish and they gave weak reasoning which are in opposition to the book and to the sunnah where they said that خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا they said this means that they will dwell therein forever they said as long as it is existing so how could this be if they will be there forever then this entails that it is itself eternal because fiha therein refers to them in it and if the person therein forever this indicates or entails and necessitates that the place itself is eternal Because if the place is perished, then the forever here, the dwelling therein, would not be correct. And these weak reasonings, which are in opposition to the textual evidence, is rejected. And whoever mentioned that due to some kind of unclarity, then he is excused for that before Allah Azza wa So whoever ponders really the words of these texts would know that it is really eternal. And also this is necessitated by wisdom. Because this kafir who spent his life opposing Allah and his messenger belying him and his messengers although the messengers came with glad tidings and warnings and established proofs and established the truth and cleared it and called the Catholics for that and fought even for that but they insisted they rather insisted upon kufr, upon disbelief and falsehood so how could then we say that his torment is not eternal when the verses are really explicit and true and clear? The third matter is its punishment real and painful or its dwellers 
are like stones therein, suffering no pain? The answer is, its torment and punishment is real and painful. And whoever says to the contrary then is wrong. They are rather tortured and suffer a great suffering. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Al-Baqarah in 2 verse 10, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ A painful torment is theirs because they used to tell lies. To the extent that they will they will wish to die. And the one who wishes to die, would it be fitting to say that he is suffering a pain torment or that he is he got accommodated the answer had he accommodated himself he would not have suffered and would not have called upon Allah to destroy him قال الله تعالى in surah al-Zukhruf in chapter 43 verse 77 and 78 وَنَادَوْ يَا مَالِكُ لِيَقْضِ عَلَيْنَا رَبُّكُ قَالَ إِنَّكُمْ مَاكِثُونَ لَقَدْ جِئْنَاكُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَكُمْ لِلْحَقِّ كَارِهُونَ And they will cry, O Malik, the keeper of hell, let your Lord make an end of us. He will say, Verily, you shall abide forever. Indeed, we have brought the truth to you, but most of you have a hatred for the truth. So they go through painful torment and the heat of the fire affects their bodies outwardly and inwardly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah An-Nisa in 456 إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِنَا سَوْفَ نُصْلِيهِمْ نَارًا كُلَّمَا نَضِّجَتْ جُلُودُهُمْ بَدَّلْنَاهُمْ جُلُودًا غَيْرَهَا لِيَذُوقُوا الْعَذَابِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَزِيزًا حَكِيمًا Surely those who disbelieved in our proofs and signs and evidences, we shall burn them in fire. As often as their skins are roasted through, we shall change them for other skins that they may taste the punishment. Truly Allah is our most powerful, all wise. This is clear indicating that their outward from their bodies will be in pain and will be roasted. Allah stated in Surah Al-Kahf, chapter 18, verse 29, and if they ask for help, they will be granted water like boiling oil that will scald their faces. Scalding the faces and the flesh is known. So after a long time, they will be given boiling 
water like boiling oil. And if this water comes close to their faces, it will scald it. And it will fall off. We seek refuge in Allah from this. And now if they drink it, it will cut their inside into pieces. As in Surah Muhammad 47, 15. قال الله تعالى وَسُقُوا مَاءً حَمِيمًا فَقَطَّعَ أَمْعَاءَهُمْ This is the inward painment, pain and torment. Are these like those who shall dwell forever in the fire and be given to drink boiling water so that it cuts up their bowels? This is the inward torment. And the Prophet ﷺ spoke about the person who is in a degree which is the least in hell. He said, إِنَّهُ فِي ضَحْضَاحٍ مِّن نَّارٍ وَعَلَيْهِ نَعْلَانٍ يَغْلِي مِنْهُمَا دِمَاغُهُ He will be in a shallow place in hell, wearing two shoes, causing his brain to boil this is the one with the least torment in hell and this indicates that they really suffer and go into painful torment and that this fire affects them the four matter to discuss is are there two fires one for the kafirs and one for the people of Tawheed who may be punished and then taken out from it. The answer, some of the scholars claimed that. And they said that the fire is, or there are two fires. One for the disbelievers and one for the disobedient believers and that they are different our shaykh rahimahullah said ولكن لا ولكن هذا لا أعلم له دليلا however this I don't have I don't know of any evidence for this neither from the Quran nor from the sunnah and the thing that I know, and that hell is one. That it's not uh, different. One meaning for the kafirs and the other for the disobedient believers. However, its torment may differ. And there is no doubt that the disobedient believers who may be punished there their degree and punishment is not like that of the Kafirs and to come and classify the fire into two fires because our 
because our intellect may make us think that one fire only having one fire with two effects, two different effects, that this is this could be remote. This this is baseless because first Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do all things. Allah is able to make a the single fire a, a torment for some and peace for another. Thirdly, the conditions of the hereafter are not analogous to the conditions of this life because there is or there are great differences between them and therefore it is not permissible to make them analogous analogous to the situations in this life and thus with respect to the matters of the hereafter we have to submit, accept and believe don't we see the sun if the sun draws closer to us the distance of one mile close to us what would happen to us while on the day of resurrection the sun draws nearer to the creation the distance of a mile if the two situations are analogous what would happen to us here a slight drawing of the sun towards us would burn the earth and wipe it over yet on the day of resurrection it will cross it will come and draw closer and people will not be burned by it and also the believers on the day of resurrection as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described them in Surah Al-Hadid in 57 12 تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ rather not the mu'minin يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ not al-mu'minun يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَسْعَى نُورُهُمْ بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ بُشْرَاكُمُ الْيَوْمِ جنات تجري من تحت الأنهار خالدين فيها ذلك هو الفوز العظيم On the day you shall see the believing men and the believing women their light running forward before them and by their right hands their light running forward before them 
and by their right hands. Glad tidings for you this day. Gardens under which rivers flow, paradise, to dwell therein forever. Truly, this is the great success. While the kafirs are in darkness, however, in this life, if you have someone near you, to whose or to his right there is a light, and before him there is a light, you benefit from that. But in the hereafter, no. In the hereafter, no. Also in the hereafter, people sweat. And there will be great differences amongst them regarding the sweating. While they all are in one place, some of them, the sweat will reach to his ankles and others to his knees and others and others to their knees and others to their throats and others will be totally submerged. So we cannot make the conditions of the hereafter like those of the conditions of this life and then end up speak about certain things not affirmed in the kitab and in the sunnah like categorizing the fire into two one for the disobedient and one for the kafirs the fifth matter to discuss regarding hellfire is where does it exist where is it the answer is in the lowest earth Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Mutaffifin 83 7 and Sijin here Ardu Sufla is the lowest earth truly the record writing of the deeds of the disbelievers is preserved in Sijin and also in the Hadith describing the death of the Kafirs and their pulled souls that the doors of the heavens will not be opened for that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says اكتبوا كتاب عبدي في سجين وأعيدوه إلى الأرض write record the writing of the deeds in سجين and return it to the earth and had the fire of hell or hell been in heavens then the doors of the heavens would open for the souls for the souls to enter it so if it is in heavens then this entails that 
their entrance into the hell which is in heavens, this entails that the doors with open, the doors of heavens with open. Some consider this problematic and said, how could could it be since the Prophet wasallam saw hell in the journey of ascension while hell is in the earth and it's strange to have this kind of a problem raised especially from a student of knowledge because if we are in a plane flying we see the earth below us far away from us yet we see it so how then be why should it then be a problem when the Prophet saw while he himself was in heavens saw the hellfire which is in the earth So the conclusion that it is in the Al-Ard al-Sufla, the lowest earth. The sixth matter is, what are its names? Hell has different names. And this number of names is it due to its different descriptions it is called Al-Jahim it's also referred to as Jahannam also called Lava and As-Sa'ir or referring to Hellfire so all that which is authentically reported in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ from its names then we must believe in them and affirm them so here in this in the Salah the believer seeks refuge in Allah from the torment of hell from Adab Jahannam Does this mean that he seeks refuge in Allah from the sins which lead to hellfire? Or he seeks refuge in Allah from hell if he commits the sins and thus seeking forgiveness from Allah? Or it covers both. The answer, it covers both. He seeks refuge in Allah from the torment of Jahannam, meaning from 
doing the causes that lead to the torment in Jahannam and also from the torment in, of Jahannam if he commits the reasons which entails that 